0: Hey, history lovers, I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past, rediscovered. Jacqueline Bouvier Kennedy was the world's most beloved widow. Stoic, beautiful, heartbroken. Her husband, President John F. Kennedy, bled onto her pink Chanel suit after he was shot on that awful November day in Dallas. The world mourned his loss. Five years later, Jacqueline Bouvier Kennedy was gone too. The New York Times declared that their reaction was anger, shock, and dismay. A German newspaper announced, America has lost a saint. But Mrs. Kennedy hadn't died, she had become Mrs. Onassis. Fifty years ago this week, the former First Lady stunned her adoring public by deciding to remarry. She donned a wedding dress, entered a candlelit chapel, and pronounced, I do, to Aristotle Onassis, a Greek shipping tycoon. From that moment on, she would forever be Jackie O. The series of events that brought Jackie back to the altar began long before a shot was fired in Dallas. While the Kennedys were in the White House, Onassis was already one of the richest and most successful businessmen in the world. He owned an airline, had amassed a shipping empire, and was a prominent player in the oil, gold, and real estate industries. He was also known for his philandering, including an affair with a famous opera singer and, for a time, a rumored tryst with Jackie's younger sister, Lee. It was Lee who first invited Jackie to take a trip with her on Aristotle's yacht in 1963. Jackie was in the midst of a deep depression caused by the death of her third child, Patrick, who was born prematurely. The president reportedly didn't like the idea of the trip, fearing that it would appear improper. But he relented in hopes that some time in the Aegean Sea would bring Jackie back to herself. Though she seemed to recover, tragedy was just ahead. The assassination. The ensuing chaos. As Jackie, just 34 years old, transitioned from wife-in-chief to widow-in-mourning, moving from the White House to the Upper East Side, there was tension between who she had been and who she was allowed to become. Donald Spado, one of her many biographers wrote that her legion of admirers kept her like a butterfly in amber and never wanted her to do anything that would change their adoration of a brave, bereaved woman who was dedicated to her children. By some accounts, Onassis was a vulture waiting to swoop in. Journalist Peter Evans' book, Nemesis, The True Story, describes a long-running love and power struggle among Onassis Jackie, her sister Lee, the President, and even his brother, Robert F. Kennedy. It almost sounds like a plot for a soap opera. Lee reportedly had an affair with Onassis. Onassis had a business-related grudge against Robert. Robert shared his brother's disdain for Onassis. And after the President's death, Robert and Jackie had become increasingly close. Some believe suspiciously close. Then, In 1968, Robert, too, was assassinated. Within four months of Robert's death, rumors about Jackie's relationship with Onassis were confirmed. The press speculated that Jackie was interested in Onassis only for his money. But those who witnessed the relationship up close could see why Jackie, now 39, was longing for a partner. She was lonely, and she wanted someone to be a father figure for her children, John and Caroline. And so, on October twentieth, 1968, on the private island of Scorpios, the couple became husband and wife in front of just their family and closest friends. After the vows were exchanged, the guests boarded Onassis's yacht for a floating reception. Pink champagne flowed, as reporters on nearby fishing boats tried to get a glimpse of the festivities. Despite the public outcry, the former First Lady would later say that Aristotle Onassis rescued me at a time when my life was engulfed in shadows. But tragedy was never far from Jackie. In 1973, Aristotle's son died in a plane crash. From then on, his health seemed to rapidly deteriorate. And in 1975, he died of respiratory failure. At 45 years old, Jackie was a widow again. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to Jessica Contrera for reporting the story for The Washington Post. And for more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.